0: On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I discuss Nars' crisis as a moment of opportunity. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the Notorious Rob. And as always, the fabulous... Greg Robertson. Oh my god. Woo. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> I got some new toys on my
0: Mac my Mac here, so I don't I, yeah. I don't I don't know if I could ever do that again, but
1: I just uh, I bet you could. I don't know. It's gotta be a button or something. <laughs> get your mic closer to your, your All right, mic. It's okay. Okay. you're always All complaining right. about me I am. You need to get better, like or you just something. want to shut me
0: what's... down, Rob. You want to shut No, me down. I want
1: I want you loud like that, you know. <laughs> so uh yeah, you're getting for those watching on YouTube, you're getting the black glasses, the hat, and at least I'm unshaven, but you know, Greg's obviously a much more diligent person <sighs> yeah, than I. I just um, got a
0: haircut, so
1: I'm 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 I'm
0: not really comfortable yet, so I'm
1: I'm wearing <laughs> <it>. <laughs> So um I, I think it's fair to say that we had some some responses to our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, before we go any further, I do again want to thank Sam for appearing. Absolutely. Yeah, I know Sam and I really kinda got into it and maybe people don't believe, but actually Sam and I are good friends and I'm hoping that we'll go drinking and go karaoke in Vegas next time y'all are in town. You know, it's just and he's a smart guy. I just got real frustrated with some of those things. I'm sure he got real frustrated with some of my things, so you know. Like I said, no, it all it, it all ended good, I think.
0: And then yeah. I think, you know, you laid out your side very clearly. He did as well. And, and the listeners kind of um decided after that, I, I can tell we we had a, a good podcast. And, and that's when, you know, I get some responses like that say, oh, my God, this is, you know, the worst thing ever. And then right after that, I get a text. That says, this is the best thing ever. So yeah. <laughs> that's like that's exactly where I want to be. Right. So exactly. Um, yeah, so I exactly. Loved it. That's that's it. That's As it. I like exactly. to say
1: in my presentations, I want half the room laughing and the other half terrified. You know, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, I I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of people saying when's part two because uh, yeah. people want a rematch, but uh, we'll have to see about that. I mean, Sam is a busy guy. Um, yeah,
0: and and he did, um, you know, later on. Um, provides some screenshots of some of the message he was talking about and um, I, and yeah. you know i 'm not bringing i 'm not going to say too much here because he 's not here yeah. there, but he 's not here to
1: defend yeah because I yeah. took him to town on that yeah. one <laughs> it, so we'll, it will look
0: like a lot of responses and that he was he 's been in a lot of forums that aren 't really you know open to the general membership i i still think I still think our our main premise of the communications not being, well, you know, let's say not, not great and not really what, uh, up to par here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and again, and, like, yeah.
1: yeah, we, I've, like I said, I've already taken him to town in writing on this. And if there's a part two, let's give him the opportunity to respond to that. Right. Um, yeah. but I thought, I did think it's worth talking, especially cause you wrote something on vendor alley that I thought was really interesting. Um, And it's an an aspect that I felt like we didn't really get to delve into in our conversation with Sam, right? Which is a lot – like first half of that conversation, first two-thirds of it really was about NAR and its communication with like realtor leadership. And you kind of brought up the point and you brought up 1,000 Watt. Brian Boyero wrote something about this. What about the consumer, right? Because right now, one of the biggest problems that – we'll say the rank-and-file agent on the street is confronting – is now there's been this massive PR essentially like the media companies and journalists have started like as soon as a verdict hit it's a sensational story right 1.8 billion dollars realtors are you know are a cartel like so there's news stories everywhere right yeah. and we talked about it a little bit but i thought it's worth us kind of really Homing it on that angle, yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah, and and uh, you know, major props to Brian Barrero for this. Yep. He basically wrote a post on LinkedIn, and we'll link it to it in the show notes. That talked about how you know he doesn't think the 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 verdict is 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 correct, but whatever messaging the messaging that NAR is putting out, the industry is putting out, let's just say that is not resonating. It just no. isn't. What's resonating is, and I think we'll get into this later. Um, is some of the words and messaging and the imagery that the plaintiffs are using right like and words he specifically used that word cartel that that seems ooh, that sounds nefarious right and and the messaging we're putting out there the industry is putting out there what NAR is putting out there doesn't have that kind of imagery or um, you know shock value in a sense so I took that and then based upon you know a an off email thread that you and Sam and I had had, like, of, you know, we're, we're you know, it's like some criticism of Brian's stuff was like, okay, you, you say this, but okay, what would you say? Right. And that's where I kind mm-hmm. of took the baton and said, yeah, well, okay, this is a great writing exercise. Let me, yeah, let me, you know, and you had talked about how the one of couple podcasts to go like that the way that I described the value proposition of NAR was like, I'd never heard it before. Why didn't, why didn't you write that? So I I had a little bit of inspiration from you and, and, and Brian, and, and, and we've talked about like the the headline of my thing there was, why does the Biden administration want to attack Mm -hmm. 59 year old solo entrepreneurs? Right. So that, you know, I didn't mean to be ageist or sexist, um, but just, I think, again, that's again. That's an imagery. Yeah. That's a yeah, yeah. a wordplay that, like, yeah. what the hell are they talking about here? Right? And yeah. that's just to start that conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah. And then I went on from there.
1: Yeah. Didn't it hurt you to have to criticize Biden? I mean, I know how strongly you are on the left <laughs> yeah, Democrat you know, side of yeah, things. <laughs> you know, it's it's really going to be funny. fucking weird when Greg Robertson's is, like, campaigning for Trump because Trump says, I'm going <laughs> to take down the DOJ. I mean, that's going to uh, be like, uh, oh, my uh, God, uh, the real, realtor party is real.
0: <laughs> uh, i i will have to say that i i did think about that but but it's you know whatever if it was the bush administration whatever it's sure i'd had to use that word but i sure. knew it was red meat for that MAGA crowd out there like
1: <laughs> yes greg go <laughs> go, go i'm like it must have hurt your soul <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well you know it's just it's just a you know who's the president right now so i
1: mean but look it's it's a very good point though right i mean and I thought so. Here's here's my thing about that, right? Mm-hmm. More and more, more and more, I sort of thought about it. It's not even what is said, okay? It's how it's said, and right. The example that, like, Sam again, we're not trying to dwell on Sam, but like yeah. Tracy's op-ed, right, to the Wall Street yeah. Journal when the Wall Street Journal comes out and you know does this big thing, her op-ed back, I'm like. There's no way she wrote that. Do you know what I mean? There's right. absolutely no way she wrote that. This was some corporate flack, PR flack, You know, either with one of their agencies or in their staff. Which you is know, SOP. Who just,
0: Which is SOP for that cor- for a for a corporation that size. At, at,
1: no, it's not. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem, right? Because it didn't sound like any human being wrote it. So of course, it's not going to resonate with any actual human being reading it. Do you know what I mean? And it's something that I think as a general rule, the smarter companies are starting to wake up to it, right? If you sound like a PR flag, people just fucking tune you out, right? So what would have been better in a way is if Tracy – like she's a broker. She's a realtor, right? She is that 59-year-old right. woman, single entrepreneur, right? If she had written it from the heart, right? Like, look, I'm, I'm the president, yes, but – right? Um, I think it would have been a lot more effective because she's a very likable person. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, like I've known her for years. She's a very likable person. She's very charming. And I think if NAR, if the staff, if the powers that be would just kind of let her be her, like let like trust your goddamn leadership, trust your okay, membership. Okay. If you so, let them go out there right. and tell the human story, it would have been a hell of a lot more effective than whatever fucking corporate speak they came up with and, you know, and this bullshit. Right. So that's another criticism.
0: Okay. Right? So, but, but let's, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. I mean, um, this is great. This is great that you bring this up because I was wondering if we could kind of figure fit this in there, but um, you know, s- uh, something remarkable happened a couple days ago. And okay. that was that um, Andrew Sorkin gave or Aaron yep. Sorkin gave an interview to Elon Musk at the deal, summit or deal, I forget what they call it for New York times does a a kind of a summit there. And Elon Musk was on stage and this guy is, is the exact opposite of have a, I don't think the guy has a flack at all. I don't think he's in PR and there, there is some people, and I know this is probably pretty polarizing, but you know, when you say fuck you to Bob Iger or any of, you know, to the basic the lifeblood of keeping your business going. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's a lot of people cheering that, but I know there's a lot of people's like, man, somebody, you know, get this guy to media training or something because um, it can only, you know, it it, it can be effective. And this is coming from like you and I, and I think you and I are are probably known for authenticity and being, you know, dropping F-bombs and and, and, well, not even dropping the F-bombs, but just speaking the truth. But there's, you know, there's a line there. I think there, you know, some people need to be, and if, you know, uh, uh, if you're you've been an active you know agent and broker, you're not really equipped with every tool you need to kind of talk to the media. So, I don't know if I, yes, come from the heart, but you need some sort of supervision there. And I, I don't think it's like telling the lifeblood of your of your business to go fuck themselves is really a way to go. Um, I, I, I mean, maybe if you own the company, sure, but I mean, you know, sure. she's got to speak for 1.6 million other realtors, right? So it's a it's a it's a it's a delicate dance for sure.
1: Is it? I don't know. I mean, I feel like the rules are changing. You know, I feel like society's changing. So, so put it in those terms, right? Okay, yes, she's like, you have to behave in a, you know, proper way. Like, we don't we don't want Tracy, like, you know, coming out in a bikini top, like, you know, doing a TikTok dance. Like, that's what we're talking about, right? What I'm saying, though, is you can be authentic, you know, and still be professional, right? The important part is the authentic part. Okay. And so far, to date, from let's start from the beginning, from March of twenty nineteen when Morrow was filed, right? I feel like we have seen not a shred of authenticity coming out of realtor land. Right? So let's let's like rethink, okay, again, this is a little counterfactual, I understand, but so it's more of a thought experiment, right? Let's imagine that in March of twenty nineteen NAR said, Okay, you know what? We have this lawsuit. We need to unleash the authenticity of the realtor experience. Okay. So we are just going to ask all our members to whatever, log on to realtor.com, uh, realtor.org or net or whatever, you know, the realtor only yeah, yeah, yeah. Realtors. part. Realtors. And record a 30 second video of their background and how they think of clients and what they do. Just straight from the heart, you know, cuss if you want, like be real authentic. Don't try and market yourself. This isn't a way to fucking try and get in, you know get clients. Just like talk about why you're a realtor. Like because I've heard that the reason why I'm still in this business is because early in my career when I was working at Realogy, right, I sat with a broker. I was telling his story. how He came back from Vietnam War, you know, with like you know twenty is twenty years old and he had fifty bucks in his pocket and he went out and how like he built this business. How important it was for him to serve his clients. I'm like. That, this is an incredibly authentic, incredibly genuine human story. And like I said, man, most of the great realtors I know have that same story. You could be some top-ass producer and everyone sees you as this like marketing machine, you know, whatever. But you know what they talk about? It's like, hey, when I'm helping a family buy their first home, right, and, and the wife is like crying because she's the first person in her family to to buy a home and they're thinking about raising their family – that's, yeah, they want the money, but that's why they're in this yeah. business. You know, like I've heard stories about like helping a widow sell a fa- you know, their family home mm-hmm. where she and her husband raised their kids and the grandkids would come and now he's passed and she's like, how in the fucking world do we not have that all over the place? Right? To me, that's like, and I don't know what it is, man. I really don't. Because when I talk to individual realtors, they're all like that. You get into realtor land, all of a sudden it's corporate speak and be in this box and hear your talking points. And, you know, like, I, we got to break that, you know. Yeah. So, Nikia, right, the new CEO, you want to talk about culture change? Maybe start with that, right? This, like, insane top down culture of secrecy. Like, NAR acts so much like the fucking mafia. It's insane. Stop. Stop. <laughs> right. Like, let no, your I, I, members I, yeah. be themselves because your members are some of the greatest people on the planet, right? And I, it's, that, that, that's what drives me crazy. And I think from a communications PR standpoint, so much of our industry is so concerned with this, like, propriety, right? It's, it's ridiculous. Like, you go to some of these, like, board meetings and some of these associate events and everyone acts like they're pastors or they're senators, you know, like, right. and I, I've seen you in the bar. I know what you're really like. Right? <laughs> All of a sudden you get up in a, in a meeting and you become like this, like guy. I'm like, you're not authentic. Right. Why? Like, this is such a great industry filled with such great people who have authentic human experience and they do really genuinely good stuff for their neighbors, for the community. Like, why does NA have so much goddamn problem being authentic? I think that's, I, I don't My think issue. It's just a,
0: Yeah, I don't think it's even uh, an NAR issue. I think it's culturally and everywhere you, you see that kind of stuff. And the way that I was kind of framing it in this, again, this kind of writing exercise is, and you want this imagery of exactly what you're talking about. like to me, yeah. it's like they want to attack the MLS. I want to say the MLS is one of this country's greatest inventions, right? Mm-hmm. The MLS brings together buyers and sellers, right? It helps 1.5 million people make a living. It is the operating system of the American dream, mm-hmm. right? We at the National Association of Realtors, we as realtors will not let the federal government destroy the American dream, right? And those are the kind of, you want to have imagery, you want to talk about, you know, passion. Sure. Sure. Those, are the, those are the things I think we got, you know, to put in place in people's mind. Sure, What do you mean that they want to shut down the American dream? I want sure. to buy a house. I, sure. You know, I, I want to know what that house across the street sold for so i don't overpay on the one that's next to it i want to know i want to go to you know uh to a place where i can find out what all listings for sale i don't want to go to 19 different places those are the things that are um along with this kind of like speaking from the heart that are at, at at odds here which are at risk here and and i don't i don't hear any uh any of that i think you're right i mean it is just a lot of Corporate, corporate speak, basically. Yeah.
1: So here's here's why I disagree with you a little bit. We've heard a lot of that. The MLS is the operating system, American Dream stuff. You know, we've heard a lot of that. That was actually a pillar of NAR's defense, right? That the MLS is, you know, helps buyers and sellers. You know, the transparency, blah blah blah. I mean, they've made that argument. Okay. Um, I think there's a slightly deeper issue. Let's, and I'm gonna be hey, man, like we're authentic and frank about everything. One of the issues there is that NAR's actions and their words don't really match. So you can't really be authentic. So think about what what does authentic mean, right? Authentic means that there's, like you speak the way you actually are. Your actions, your words, you know, everything kind of fits, okay? So... When NAR talks about if so, if NAR were going to go out there and say we will not let the federal government, you know, take away the American dream, right? Like it would have been nice if NAR had done some lobbying over the years that wasn't so self interested and what actually gave a shit about the American dream, right? And that's something that you and I have talked about. I've been talking to associations for, I don't know, let's say since about twenty thirteen type time frame. Right. Like, hey, millennials aren't going to be able to afford houses. This is a real problem. You know, and I've written all these things about how YPN needs to take the stance of, cause you got to make a decision. Like, are you for the home seller or for the home buyer? You kind of have to make a decision. Right. So right now, NAR historically has been for the home seller, right? Because that's home values, et cetera. Well, we're confronting this affordability crisis and I urge YPN and AR to really take a, a voluntary, explicit pivot, we need to care about the home buyer because the American dream is dying. Not because of anything realtors have done necessarily, right? but because of the economy and the money printing and the Fed. And they've not done any of that. right? If anything, they've gone the other way. So it's a little disjunctive for NAR to be like, we will not let the federal government destroy the American dream. Like, but you guys are the ones who are out there trying to get, keep the money printing going so the home prices keep going up 4% a year. Right. So it's a little, you got to have your right. actions match your words to some extent. So if we're going to do that. So when I talked about authenticity, I don't mean like the messaging shit where you, your, your words don't match your actions. I meant authenticity in terms of what you wrote. Right. Like the 59 year old single woman, like that whole thing, helping clients. Cause here's the facts. Right. Let's, let's actually be real about the facts. Out of the 1.5 million realtors, right. Okay, actually, let's say out of the six hundred thousand realtors who actually do any sort of production, because the other nine hundred thousand really should be Uber drivers. Okay, the six hundred thousand who actually help people, they they had no idea. Like, they weren't involved in some price fixing conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of those people are sitting in rooms and saying, "Hey, you know how we're going to keep commissions high? We're going to the MLS and then these rules." They're just working, they're they're just to your point, they're 59-year-old, single mom, like having a business. Like, what do I have to do? I want to help families buy homes. What if oh I gotta join the MS. Okay. And the MS say I gotta do this. Okay. I'm just following the rules here, right? Like, that's the truth. So the way that we sort of deal with the PR side of things, right? Is for the realtor on the ground to be like, hey man, I was just doing what they told me I gotta do to help you. But where my heart's at. Is to help you. you know? It's to right. help you buy a house, help you sell a house. And I'm trying and I give a shit about my clients. I love my client. Like, why couldn't we have let that shine through? Why aren't we letting that shine through today? Right? And frankly, as an industry, as an industry, I would actually have no problem if we said, you know what? Let's throw NAR under the bus. Okay. We'll just say, hey, NAR was this cartel, they did all the whatever, but the millions of realtors the working men and women on the ground, they had nothing to do with this. I don't know if we want to like... No, from a messaging standpoint, like these people had nothing to do with it. They're just just doing what the system that they were brought into. So if you, the consumer, want to say NAR engaged in this thing, okay, fine, but don't call me a crook. And the problem I'm having now is, because I'm hearing this, man, I heard agents, right, who are getting phone calls from past clients, like, oh, so I guess you owe me some money back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying? Like, like let's try and deal with some problems here. So, if you want to try and defend NAR and the MLS, like go for it, right? But it's gonna be real hard to defend that with authenticity. Talking about the, you know, the 59 year old business person, right? If you want to defend the 59 year old business person, let the 59 year old business person speak from the heart, authentic, and if part of that has to be. I just did what my broker told me to do. I, I didn't sit in any committee meetings do it. Like I'm not part of some conspiracy. I'm not a crook. I'm just doing what I can to help my clients. If that's the angle, then that needs to be the angle.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's more than just, um, I was only following orders. I mean, I don't think they want to go, mm-hmm. t- you know, too straight on that defense, but there's agreed, but, but the, the, the you've got a, you've got exactly the right vibe here of, of like the separation. Right. Um, of that and 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 i but but again i i'll push back on it's not that we need to everybody needs to leave nar it's like you just you that would be ridiculous you built this thing it does an effective thing the thing to do is fix what we have sure towards something over there right i mean sure and and the more and more i think about it and, and, and talking with others i mean two two points you know this is a very important Organization, and you know I'd like to see some national names step up to be leading this thing, not not you know maybe it's not a such a good thing that they should be promoted from within. Maybe it's like you you find the best and the brightest and bring that person in to do it, that, that, that has connections and, and has a story to tell. The other thing though, also going back to like leaving NAR and this has been all over the, you know, Twitter and other places of like, you know, this kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm getting out kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I was talking to a friend of mine. I think, you know, Ohan, right. And he, he was kind of telling me, you know, he's got a lot of, uh, uh, doctor friends and um, dentists that are friends, and you know other other people that are you know surgeons and and whatnot. They're all all professionals, legal you know lawyers and such. And none of those organizations force him to join, right? It's not like a you know the argument is like oh they're they're, they're being coerced or something, right? And yet they still join because that gives them community that gives them identity they want they've they spent so much time energy and effort trying to be this person that they they want to give back they want to be a part of something and i thought that was brilliantly said because i haven't really thought about that before and then going to the whole thing of like well if they're not closer to it, do it then they, they won't do it well i don't know about that argument because a lot of other people they want to be a part of they want to be associated with something and i think that's something they want to be associated with. And then the other sure. thing is going back to, you know, arguments we make, you know, there's a lot of States right now that don't require MLS access, you know, for our association membership to get MLS access, California, California has got yeah. one of the largest bases of realtors in the country. Right. So yeah. I would just, I, I'm pumping my brakes a little bit on, you know, my, I, I did a podcast with Michael, sack, I think, you know, you know, Michael's like, you know, once they take that away, two thirds are going to leave. And, I, you know, that's I know Mike Michael likes to make these kind of grandiose statements a lot of times. But uh, but I've I've seen those echoed echoed a lot of places. Um, I think it's far more than we, I don't think we abandon. I don't think the answer is to abandon, to say, to throw them under the bus, to do whatever. I think the, the, the w-, w-, w there's an opportunity here, you know, and, and sometimes you need a change agent to make things happen. Absolutely. This lawsuit. And some other things that you know have, have happened are are that <clears throat> engagement, and it's a time to take advantage of that, not 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 scuttle it all over the you know the country.
1: So let's let's like you know, it's weird as I feel about NAR, I think the same way I feel about the United States in the following sense: I I think this is the greatest country that we have ever seen, right? And I'm one of those like immigrants like who just Love it because I know how it could be different. You know what I mean? Um, this is the greatest country that's ever been. The Constitution is the greatest document for organizing a government that the world has ever seen. Do I like the current government? And I, and this is not a political, yeah, it's not yeah, a Biden-Trump yeah. thing. I mean, just yeah, the current yeah. great, government great, system that great, we have today, I really don't. So do I want to abandon the Constitution? Do I want to you know, say, okay, screw it, scrap the whole thing and let's, like, not really. What I really want is a total top-down, like, bottom-up reform. Like, clean out everybody. Somehow, over the years, we have built up this thing that is no longer serving its original purpose. It's, like, lost a thread, right? That's what I really want. So, yeah, in that sense, I don't mean throw NAR into the bus, like, everyone everybody leave NAR, right? What I mean is, like, we need such significant reform that we need to bring NAR back to what made it valuable, what makes it useful. And I keep going back to this. The pream everyone listening to this needs to go back and read the preamble to the code of ethics. Right? Under all is the land, like upon it. Like you need to read that. Mm. And if that doesn't if that doesn't get you going, man, like get out of the business. Honestly, get okay. out of real estate. Because you shouldn't be in housing if you don't really believe in that. But once you kind of have that, you have to then say the current NAR, right? The staff, the leadership, the structure, all of it. How much of that is, is under all the land? Right. So what I think I'm looking for, much like I'm hoping we see in the country as a whole, is that sort of revival. And look, if that's a blood of Patriots moment, that's a blood of Patriots moment. Right. Meaning if people have to just abandon current NAR in droves, come up with some new name, come up, whatever. And then the, the NAR itself says, okay, this we're, we're all going to go bankrupt anyway, so let's just clean house. You know, Maybe this Nikia Wright, the new CEO, said we're going to clean house, complete redo, right? Fire everybody and just start over, right? And then go back to all the suspected people and say you can come back now, right? And let's right. really stick to our knitting."s Then here's what I believe. I think NAR will still be one of the most powerful trade organizations. I think we end up with maybe 150,000 members, because in my book, like just over twelve years of consulting for associations, MLSs, roughly fifteen percent of the membership actually give a shit, right? And I judged up by like, are you opening emails from your realtor association? Right. Like, right. <laughs> the open rate's about fifteen percent, right? That's probably so, pretty high. <laughs> but it's back to Ohan's point. Like, no people are going to join, right? People will come back. When it's like, oh, so I'm going to join the realtor association for the community. I want to give back. I want the networking. You know, I want the, but I want to network and commune with people who kind of give a shit about the country and private property rights and American dream of home ownership, right? And we're trying to do the right thing for the consumer. And I'm not forced to join. I will happily join, right? I will happily write the check, whatever the amount, I like think someone's going to afford it, right? Because I want to support. And then that organization are going to do lobbying, that organization are going to try and protect property rights. What an amazing organization! I would join it. Right. right you would join like we should all would join it that's an amazing organization the issue is is that organization today's nar and the answer is plainly no it's plainly no i don't know what happened but nar today is a giant fucking bureaucracy run for the benefit of staffers right and where dissent is not tolerated you know like what the fuck is this like, is NAR helping that 59-year-old single woman out there? And they'll claim this as well. If it wasn't for us, then, you know, during the pandemic shutdown, real estate would not have been – like, come on, dude.
0: Well, there's – I mean, look, and again, we talked about this before. There's things we don't know. I think there's a there's such a black black box aspect of it that there's – policies on the floor, everything. I think those guys in the lobbying things are probably doing a lot more work than we know about. And Maybe th- 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 there's a thing there of like, how do you communicate that and makes it sexy enough to read? I I'm not, Maybe. you know, I'm not, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the policy stuff I've always heard. And again, you got to take them, you know, it's behind the black curtain or in the black sure. box that, sure. that if, I, I just don't feel like it's, it, I I have enough information or I, I think I know enough to know yeah we don't want to fuck with that right there's a lot of things you're saying as far as membership leaning and, and 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 that kind of stuff that you know yes, we want to, but i don't know if i i really want to to screw with that part of it
1: um that part of you, it, you mean the lobbying part yes yeah no, i don't agree the whole industry agrees that n a l would be amazing if it was just a lobbying organization yeah. i think n a r could be a little bit more than just a lobbying organization, but that's what everyone thinks the, what, what i'm what I'm saying is this like Step one of that, and uh, well, this is a kick I've been on since like 2012, 2011, right? For most of my career. Step one of it is you got to get rid of the members and name only. I mean, it was the thousand watt guys did that research, right? Yeah. 70% of respondents were like, I, yeah, if I didn't have to join an, a, the realtor association in order to get MLS access or my broker's forcing me to, they would all leave. Right. And I'm well, like, I'm, that's not a say- member. Yeah, that's not I a mean, member.
0: They're they they're saying that, but you know you know, when we look at the data, they're not doing that. Right. They're not because that they're forced stuff. to. Yeah. So they're the forced coercion, to when the coercion goes away. I see right. what you're
1: saying. Yeah. Right. So i right. but my point is as a as a just a definitional matter, that's not a member. Right? <laughs> that's not a member. Like think well, of any mean, membership organization, churches, uh, church. you know, like <sighs> okay, it's so gotta be I voluntary. Mean,
0: yeah, it, it has to be voluntary, but I mean, you know, there's a few, and I'll just speak personally, and this is a little bit off topic or not, maybe it's sure. gently related, but you know, there's a lot of car clubs here in Southern California, right? And I like the vintage VWs and stuff and yeah. looking around who to kind of hang with, right? And to me, it's all about that. It's like, I want to find like-minded people like me that care about this subject, right? But some of them are kind of like, you know, you have to check in here. You have to be at this many, that, and that many, whatever. And I'm like, yo man, I mean, I'm just having to, I like, I like to hang with other people. I like to find out information because something broken on mine and go on some cruises and, 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 and have some sense of community. I'm not, I'm not down with like, if, if you want to be a real member you have to do this way, and so I found a member. I found a a club that I like and mm-hmm. has same kind of people that I am. It was we're kind of chill, sure. sure. And we get together and and have some meetups and and exchange information and and, sure. and you know a few beers or whatever and, and have a good time, right? So I don't, right. I don't necessarily. I mean, it's you know when somebody kind of dictates to me what it what it means to be a member of something. Um, I, I don't. I, I just don't. I don't. I I don't resonate with everything that there's a lot of things that even the club I'm with does that I don't do, but it's not like I get back for it.
1: Sure. But Uh I'm just pointing out there's a, that's a dramatic difference between that. And in order to buy gas in California, you have to belong to the VW club. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. If it was that you're not a member in any sense of that term. Right. Yeah. You could talk about being good members or bad members. Like, yeah. that's not a member. That's a that's hostage. A C- that's-,
0: that's, a, that's a CODB thing. That's, you know.
1: Right. Um, so yeah. my point is, I th- so the reason why I've been advocating for the divorce of the association of MLS for most of my career, because I genuinely think it's good for the association. I really do. Right. I really do. I think most realtor associations in the country, if they went to 15% of the current membership, right, and it was entirely voluntary, I think those associations end up being way better. Way better, I think you can look. Let's put it this way: the fucking corruption of San Diego Association doesn't happen. It can't happen if the membership is fifteen percent and they're the dedicated, devoted realtors, right, who joined that co- other association because they want all the voluntary benefits. The minute the Mercurial starts like doing shenanigans, they will be like, time to fuck out. This we're not standing for this, right? Right? Like these, the corruption exists because. They have the fifteen thousand like every single person in San Diego has to join because you have to have MLS access. It's that shit. We need to get rid of it. Right? So that's I think actually NAR ends up being far more powerful, far better if it was the membership of only a hundred thousand people. I I really believe that. At a hundred thousand realtors, that's still a very large association, that's still a very large group, right?
0: Well, they'd have to raise their do significantly to
1: keep that. Sure, um, sure, sure. But you know what? What, One of the things that it does is now that realtor brand starts to get meaningful, right? Because only 10% of people with licenses have the realtor brand, right? Like we need that level of reform. Now, who's standing in the way of that? So the question is this. If you went out to the rank and file membership, if you went out to rank and file people in the street and you asked them, here's what we want to do. Every single one of those people support it. They'd be like, yeah, I don't want to have to join realtors. I just want the MLS and right, let me do my job. I don't need to get involved in politics. I'm not interested in politics. You guys want to do lobbying, good for you. Go have at it. I, I'm not interested. right? Every single person would support that. In fact, the members who would be true members who genuinely care, they would support it because they don't want to be associated with the fucking loser down the street who's doing all sorts of unethical shit and is just bringing shame to the brand, right? They would support it. So the question is, then who is preventing that from happening? My thing is this opportunity, this crisis we're confronting, to me, feels like a way of cleaning that out.
0: Well, I think it's, you know, if that and these lawsuits go to their natural conclusion, I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be a matter of it not, it's not going to. It's going to take a while, but I think that's going to be the the, the natural um, end of, of this, course it right? Is. Because there's not going to be enough money out there for, of course, it is. for people to kind of do this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I so what I've been predicting is I think I think the realtor movement is reborn through this. I really do. Right now, that might not be good news for people whose salaries depend on realtors. So, yeah, I'm sorry if you're an associate executive if you're A board member used to nice travel budgets and stuff like that might have to go, you know, like, but so what, you know, like, so what? And most of the good associate executives I know, they're perfectly fine with it. They're perfect because they're like, either I'm adding value and I'm actually doing something for the membership and the real membership, the ones who give a shit or I'm not. Right. And if I'm not, then I'll find something else to do. I'm talented. I'm smart. And a lot of them, the good ones feel that way. Right. The ones who are like hanging on for dear life, like I've got six years left to retirement and let me just somehow claw my way there. And if I gotta lie, cheat and steal, like I'm sorry. Like we don't we don't exist to provide you with a job. Do you know what I mean? Like it's right. like that's just not part of like that's not how things work, right? So fine, I might feel bad for you individually, but as an association, as an organization, industry, the real estate industry does not exist to provide some association executive with a pension. You know, that's not the point. And I think <clears throat> what we'll see is NAR is gonna run out of money very soon. Right. I, I really think we're gonna see membership numbers at NAR, at the Realtor Association, plummet, absolutely plummet. Right. I think locals are going to start leaving realtors like in droves next year. I think twenty four is gonna be in a really interesting year. Okay, so and then uh, it gets reborn think- and then it gets reborn. It gets okay. reborn.
0: So what what percentage do you think that mem- NAR membership goes down next year?
1: Next year, I don't know. Because keep in mind, a lot of people have already renewed for next year. So, think twenty five.
0: Okay, twenty five. What do you think it goes down to twenty five?
1: I it's, it's, I think it's fifteen percent of today's.
0: That's but I mean, a lot of people were predicting ten percent before all this happened. I mean, so fifteen percent isn't a fucking massive reduction.
1: One five percent. Yeah. No, I mean, down to 1.5. Of... 85% reduction.
0: Oh, 85% reduction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, you're crazy. That's, that I, like I, like I think it does because bet. that's
1: the real membership. That's the real membership.
0: Yeah.
1: Let me put it differently, okay? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the people who are listening to our show are association execs or board members, okay? The last election that you had for a leadership position in your local association... What percentage of the members voted?
0: Yeah, small. Well, you can say that about the country too.
1: The country is 50%. What percentage of members voted in your last election? For most associations I've worked with over the years, it's single digits. Right. Single digit percentages, right? And then open rates, like when an association sends out a call for action, open rates are 50%.
0: Whose fault is that though?
1: What do you mean, whose fault is that?
0: Whose fault if only you know, single digits are, are, are participating in the membership? The right?
1: association's fault. Yeah. Because they brought on all these bodies that aren't members. They don't care. They don't care about you. If we can get to a, back to a point where, fine, you're... Uh, so what is it? NAR, uh, 15% would be 1.5 million. We'll call it uh, 200,000 members, right? But when there's an election, all 200,000 vote. At a local level... Maybe you go down from ten thousand members to fifteen hundred members, but when somebody's running for office, you have fifteen hundred people showing up to vote. Right. right. That to me is a much more powerful association. That to me is the network that you're looking for. That to me is the lobbying that we're going to want. Right. Because those fifteen hundred members are going to be involved. Right. They're going to have opinions like, "Hey, we should push this because my clients need." Uh, Relief, uh, in, something with insurance reform. Can we do something about you know about that, right? And they're going to be actively engaged. And then when the, the professional lobby says, "Hey, you know what I need? I need you guys to all make phone calls to this list of uh, congressmen. All of your members are going to pick up the phone and call them because they're members, they're real members, right? That's what I think is going to happen. So yeah, twenty twenty-five, I expect numbers to drop eighty-five percent, and then the I expect I- NAR to be reborn with the smaller tighter, stronger, better realtor association that goes back to under also land. And that would be then be an, a, an association of realtors that I would genuinely support, right? It's back to the roots because again, I go back to this. I know we got to wrap. The people, the actual men and women on the ground, the real estate agents on the ground are some of the best people in the country. I don't know how else to say that, right? They really are genuinely caring, right? and compensation scheme change, they'll deal with it. They'll be like, okay, no problem. I'll figure it out. Because at the end of the day, I'm not in this industry. I'm not in this profession just for the money. I'm in this profession because I love the look on a, a young couple's face when I'm handing them the key to their home. I love the tears of joy from, you know, like, that's why they're in the business. And if they yes. could somehow make a living doing that, I believe for, with all my heart that the realtors I know would do that. Right? It's time for that blood of patriots moment, time to reform NAR, time to reform the Realtor Association, time to reform MLS, and this is the opportunity we have to do it. So I'm ultimately hopeful. I'm ultimately hopeful, and if people hate my guts because I'm calling out NAR and their incompetence and the, the bullshit that we've seen, that sorry, I guess, you know, I'm gonna keep doing it because ultimately I don't give a shit about Bob Goldberg and like the staff and the leadership and the leadership. I don't care about them. Right. Although, I mean, I care about them as individuals. I know a lot of them. What I care about is my friend Sue, the the rank and file realtor on the ground, who's like one of the best people I know. That's who I care about. So yeah. that's why fuck it. If we got to throw NA under the bus in that sense, let's start throwing. That's how I see it. Right. That's how I see it. And I'm not even running for office, (laughs) y'all. Let us know what you think, because I know some of you are, you know, that the leadership and the membership. Let us know what you think, you know, uh, because I I believe, just based on talking to all of you, like, I believe this is what the membership, the rank and file want. And it's time for the leaders at associations, local, state, and national, to start listening to the people like who really actually like they're, they're the they're the backbone of this industry like those are the people we got to protect so yeah. I know I mean, we went a little differently I thought we were going to just talk about PR but it's a good conversation <laughs> man it's all good man all right well thanks everybody for listening appreciate thanks.
0: y'all listen content is everything Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy right now business owners really only have two options the first option is hire a big firm now, this big firm's gonna come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms, and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't wanna do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you gotta learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option it's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.